Hey, I'm Drew. Welcome to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. This is where we drink coffee and discuss our favorite movies. Each week, one of my friends and I will talk about a different movie. So brew your favorite coffee, relax, and let's get started. Welcome back to Movies and Mocha's Caffeinated Film Talks. I'm here with my friend George today. Hey guys, back again and excited to be back on here and talk about another good movie. Yes, there we go. Uh, we are talking about Jurassic World today, which is a pretty good movie. While we talk about it, we are um, drinking some good old coffee. We made pour overs from um, Coast. Coast. Yeah, Coast Coffee Roasters. We're still changing it up a little bit. Charlie Plowman provides some of the best coffee ever. You know, great. Charlie's the man. Great coffee. I love his little... I think it's ingenious, his little coffee soda um, mixtures. It's a, I, it's one of the, like, s- it's the smartest way he could sell it. Yeah. Like, package and sell it. It's like, oh, quick little to whatever you want. and. Yeah, it also gives the person the freedom to use whatever soda they want. It's a good little. Because I use Sprite. Unlimited. Instead of Coke. Unlimited options. Too bad I don't drink soda. <laughs> I know, but I know I, there have been people who've tried it with LaCroix. I remember that, and yeah, like I really want to try that. People would try it with LaCroix at conference. I really want to see how that would taste. I think, I, yeah, I don't know. You would definitely get more of a coffee flavor. That's fine. Just because of how muted of a taste LaCroix is. Doesn't mean we can't add a little bit to it. <laughs> true i'm trying to remember if we did half the coffee mixture or twice as much i don't remember but i do know once we had gotten it figured out it apparently tasted really good it was like lime or lacroix to keep that citrus flavor with it but to balance it out really yeah 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 so carbonation is the most important part though so anyways yeah coast coffee uh he does his own cold brew too that he bottles and sells, but it's all really good, and his beans make awesome, um, are great for pour overs, which is what we're drinking today. If you nod, no one knows. <laughs> you have to. I was say gonna it. like. <laughs> yes, Drew. I like, also yes, Drew. like Coast Coffee. Can't just <laughs> nod. Um. All right, so Jurassic World. It came out June 12th, 2015. Colin Trevorrow, I think, is how you pronounce it, directed it. Um, Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard, Ty Simpkins, Nick Robinson all starred in it. Um, there was also a lot of other well-known actors in this cast. You had Judy Greer, who... There's a lot of Marvel actors... Surprisingly, yes. ...in this movie. Chris Pratt... Ty Simpkins, Judy Greer, she played um, Maggie Lang in Ant-Man. Yeah. She played the ex, the the mom. Um, Andy Buckley plays the dad to Judy Greer's character in this movie. Mm-hmm. He is David Wallace in The Office, <laughs> for anyone who couldn't put the name together. We have Jake Johnson, who plays Nick Miller from New Girl. Um, we have Jimmy Fallon as himself. As, yep. Being, being <laughs> Jimmy Fallon. And then we have B.D. Wong, who was uh, a, call, a callback from all the other Jurassic. Good old Jurassic Park. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, Jurassic World. Why was this one of the movies you chose to talk about? All right, here we go. This is all, I can talk straight. 45 minutes off of this if you wanted me to but um just a quick summary quick summary I, I got you so before we dive in into this movie um really the reason i chose this movie was because this was the first jurassic film in general that we actually got to see a working park um i you know all the previous jurassic parks they talked about it you know they built up to it but we never got to see the what if because it never happened 
about that because it never happened. Chaos theory always won out. Life found a way, right? And Life so, always finds a way. And so we finally got to see what it would be like if a place like this existed. Mm-hmm. And that's why I chose it because I'm a huge fan of all of them um, and was excited to see how they would portray a working dinosaur park and everything that would ensue afterwards. Mm-hmm. That's the cool thing about this movie is it does show a working park, but that's also the crux of it is for how long? Well, for how long, but it worked so well that everyone relaxed. They got too relaxed in the success of it. And that was, that was the da- one that of was the, downfalls. the downfalls. Yeah. Uh, the main downfall was um, the, like, what I liked is the uh, writers of it will talk about um, in correlation from this movie and then Jurassic World 2 is this movie, the real villain, quote unquote, was humans and corporate greed. Yeah. I mean, and that was the true villain and the downfall of it as well as you and you can see like everyone got so relaxed and kind of the whole like they depended on their well they were so confident in their um technology and their ways that they thought they couldn't they were invincible invincible. yeah that they had everything figured out um first off so you know how chris pratt was in parks and rec yeah so in for the season two dvd in 2009 there's a behind the scenes video from parks and rec of chris pratt fake reading a text from steven spielberg saying that he was gonna be cast in like that chris pratt was gonna be cast in jurassic park Mm -hmm. 4 this is technically jurassic park 4 it is and so it's just the irony is he's now it's not even lead. irony. It's just how funny that he's now the lead of Jurassic Park mm-hmm. 4. Truly speaking it into existence. It, yeah, it really was. And yeah. He did a phenomenal job. He was great at it. I can't imagine anyone else for that yeah, I couldn't, role. I've tried to picture different actors, and it's like yeah. Chris Pratt was perfect for it. 100%. Um, so apparently there's a fan theory that Owen Grady, Chris Pratt's character, mm-hmm. is... So, you know, in the first Jurassic Park, when we first are introduced to Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler, um, they're digging up bones and the velociraptor skeleton and all this, and there's that kid that's like, they're just birds or whatever, like, what's so scary about them? So there's a fan theory that Owen Grady is actually that kid all grown up because of the intense respect he has for raptors. Mm -hmm. The the theory is that, like, because, you know, Dr. Grant just went off on this kid, Mm -hmm. and... It just absolutely went off. Not the best way to handle a child, mm-hmm. but he did it. And so the theory is that, like, because of that moment, like. That sparked his respect. It sparked his. his respect. So now he's grown up. Mm-hmm. And that's why he holds such a respect for him. The, uh, that kid, the actor's name is Whit Hertford. And he has addressed that theory saying it's would never be true purely because someone a kid that looked like him would not grow up to look like chris pratt i mean yeah (laughs) yeah but even then it 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 would it's too vague it's a it's a far far out uh true but it's an interesting it's an interesting one i'm not like you know i just i just love his reasoning for why it's not true that's a good reason but um (laughs) i'm very valid but no i don't kind of mean on himself but yeah but that theory is, nah. Like, it's an it's interesting one. Interesting one, but not one that be dove into. Yeah. Um, the control room was based off of the NASA control yes, room. Yes. And can I say... They built it similar to, or well, basically almost identical to from, it. So a it's, NASA room. Yeah, so they built it based on... It was a mix of the control room in the Jurassic Park ride in Universal. Mm -hmm. Um, It's based on the one in Universal. 
half on that and half on the mission control room from NASA mission control in Houston. Mm -hmm. And I can confirm the like, but they wanted to make it darker, which is Mm -hmm. why it's like always the lights are off and everything. Um, I've seen the control room in Houston and it is similar with with newer tech. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But the setup is exactly the same. Just about. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there's more to the one. There's actually more to the one in the movie than there is in Houston. The actual, yeah. But um, they very, very much was a very good vibes and. Yeah, I mean, considering they basing it off, they of have to contain and keep eyes on all these dinosaurs twenty four seven around the clock. It's like you gotta have a lot. You gotta have a lot. So, um, the gyrosphere, um was Steven Spielberg's idea um, because he wanted, he talked about in, for these movies trying to get, um, for people to have a more up close experience experience compared to being in the, in the uh, tracked cars from the yeah. first ones from Jurassic Park. And so the gyrospheres would be a way for people to get up close and personal with um, them instead of what was in the originals. Yeah, and what I liked about it was, you know, when before Jurassic World was even released, you know, there was rumors about it all the way dating back to I think two thousand and like two or something like that when, when they released Jurassic Park three and mm-hmm. and Spielberg, literally they he didn't like any of the scripts he uh, he didn't want to rush it out right and that's why, you know, it took a while a few years or quite some time and. Because he didn't like the idea, and they felt like it was rushed, and you know he read through it, and and I'm glad he, held, you know, held on to that because that's one of those movies where you don't want to just put anything out there because mm-hmm. he knew how valuable and how iconic the previous three were, yeah, and he knew that it was going to be a work in park eventually, um, so he knew. Like, I'm glad he held out and put his foot down. Like, hey, we got to make this as best as possible. And it right. turned out phenomenal. No, yeah, I think it was, in the sense it was one of those things where it was better to wait for it. Cause it's Instead of just trying to give it to the people. Yeah, it's great. Um, the auditions that they had Ty and Nick do, like, <laughs> for the kids. <laughs> so, no, no joke. Part of the auditions included them sitting down and just screaming while pretending a dinosaur was eating them. I didn't know that. <laughs> Which is valid. Like, there's a lot of screaming in these movies. But that was... <laughs> just imagine going in for this audition and being, like, told, okay, sit here, pretend a dinosaur is trying to eat you, and scream. <laughs> Like, that was it. That's... Okay. All right. I can... Yeah. I ain't gonna do it here, but... No, please don't. <laughs> no. I feel like some of these roles, it's like, I could do that, you know, if that's what it yeah. takes. I mean, I'm sure they went through quite a bit of people, but, you know... True. And they'd have to do it like an actual audition because there was real acting in this, not just sitting and screaming. Oh, for sure. Obviously, there was... But, um... <laughs> just imagining that's what you're asked yeah. to do right i mean like it does, it's not <laughs> far-fetched because no it's, it's not because like i mean it is a your audition movie. for jurassic world yeah like you're supposed to i mean make it believable really right it's just amusing um most of the dinosaurs in this one are cgi'd unlike the animatronics yeah unlike the animatronics but they did create um the raptor heads those were, were animatronics. Yes. And then the Apatosaurus? Apatosaurus, yeah. Yes. I, such big words to pronounce. Um, that one was also uh, an animatronic. Basically, anything the actors had to touch was animatronic, but they were so... If you watch in this movie, they are very hands-off with the dinosaurs. Yeah. So they could get away with all the CGI. Yeah, that's... You know, there was a lot of people that didn't like that. And obviously, you know, as the movie 
industry develops, obviously. Um, yeah. It, you know, I think that's why all of, I think in my opinion, all of them are great in the respective realms. Um, a lot of people are saying, well, we want more animatronic this or that. And, and I feel like they did great. Uh, there's not a thing I really disliked about any of the dinosaurs. It was amazing. They had, like, yeah. I mean, we've talked about it before. Like, I, like, and we've both admitted, you know, the, the T-Rex. Yeah. That's probably the only one the, where I, I think the Raptors looked so much cooler. Yeah. For, oh yeah, for sure. Like, like they look so much. They moved more freely and more mm-hmm. like pack hunters, the, yeah. the pack hunters that they are. Um, but I will say like, the ones from the lost world are, are still my favorite. It's just cause it's my favorite species, but mm-hmm. um, like the ones in Jurassic world, I mean, they, they, we, we got to see really how a pack of um, would be, would be mm-hmm. in action. I mean, yeah, we got some of that in the lost world, but not, not really, you know, they were kind of being picked apart. Like we knew there were raptors around and they would show up here and there, but we never really got to see yeah. them in their hunting motor and their, yeah. Well, even if, if you go back to the books that were written, mm-hmm. there was so much taken out. Oh, so much. From the book compared to the first Jurassic movie. Um, there was the beginning of the book. I was okay with what mm-hmm. they took out. But the ending, there was like a whole second subplot to show the intelligence of the raptors. Of the raptors. Like they were, they figured out how to breed. And then they were planning on escaping mm-hmm. from the ship. Like, they were planning on leaving to go invade the world. And that was a whole second subplot to the book of Jurassic Park that wasn't added into the movie. Yeah, um, they were just holding off for a future movie, you know, like this. I don't know. But... I don't know. Not with the way that he wrote yeah, it. Well, yeah. Um, but in that subplot, you... They show... He... It was written to show a lot of that pack, pack hunter, pack dynamic. Mentat, yeah. Because the um, characters find their nest and they see the baby raptors being circled by the female raptors that are being protected by the now male raptors. <laughs> and you see that entire pack dynamic written in these books. Like they communicate and they literally are kind of like any other animals, like yeah. they're a unit. Yeah. And each one has its, you know, job or mm-hmm. this one does this, this one. Any pack. In any pack. And so yeah. that's what I, I, you know, I really liked. And, you know, overall for like all the dinosaurs was phenomenal because, I mean, they brought back the old Brachiosaurus. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the T-Rex is the only one that I, you know, I wish they would have done at least some type of animatronic. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, it was still great. Um, it was cool seeing the callback to the flare. Yeah. Um, it's like, oh, here. And right. The, and it's the same T-Rex. And it's the same. That's it's, what I was just about to say. It's old Rexy. They, uh, and funny thing is, um, so back in the first one, there, the actual name for the first is, uh, is Bertha, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, but I, I, it's, I think um, it's Bertha. Mm-mm. It starts with an R. I, hold on, I have. Or at least the animatronic one. I don't know. Like they called no. It, no? Nope. It's a uh, Roberta. Oh, Roberta. Roberta. Uh, so when they were storyboarding the original Jurassic Park, one of the writers named her Roberta, and it stuck. But then the fans right. started yeah. calling her Rexy. As it should be. Yeah. Also stuck. So that may have been, yeah, you're probably right, or you are right. It's, I know I'm right. <laughs> I knew it was something around that, like Berta, Roberta, something. But Roberta, yeah, with an R. Mm-hmm. But it's easier to call her. Yeah, that was a very iconic scene. But yeah, like the way I mean, and they showed the what I did like about the T Rex, besides it not well, the only for me not being animatronic was they had she had the battle scars of everything everything yeah. from the fight from the first group of raptors in the first one mm-hmm. and everything she's endured up until yeah now. yeah yeah that was something else with it because she is the original t-rex um you know there was a lot of people who were like disappointed with how they made her roar 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's, um, I read somewhere, like, the reasoning behind that was, like, in this movie. Yeah, she's beat down. Like she's Well, she's not beat down, but she's been, she hasn't had to use it. Yeah. Because she's been in captivity. You yeah. know, it's the same as any other animal in a zoo. Like, they don't, you know, a lion doesn't roar in captivity. No. Really. You know, it's, but in the wild they do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, jumping to Jurassic World 2, um, they use the they use the original roar from Jurassic Park in that one because the thinking was, well, in, in Jurassic World, you know, she's been in captivity for years. She hasn't had Take to it use it. Take it a minute to get it back. Yes. Now, Jurassic World 2 is like, I don't know. She's free. Yeah. she. But it's, it's been like multiple years mm-hmm. of she's now in the wild court, mm-hmm. like and so that's why the roar is back to like the, the original no, yeah she's back in the wild yeah back to good old so. rexy um <laughs> this has been this has always been a big topic is the fact that bryce dallas howard did the entire movie heels dude that's heels. she had to do specific training to strengthen her ankles and to learn how to run in heels that's but then she always talked about she would prefer it she preferred the heels rather than being barefoot running through a forest. I mean, which is fair. Have you tried to run barefoot in the woods? It hurts. Yeah. It hurts. She could have had on some like tennis shoes or something like they use that as part of the character development for the second one. I know, but that's the one thing that like, you know, after watching Jurassic world so many times was like, this woman did the entire movie in heels. heels. It's like girl better be a track star, like or, or like. But it gives me so much respect both for the character and the actress. I mean, she did. Uh, I'm sure she had to do. So, she had to endure so much for this movie alone. To be in heels all day. I, Not even just the heels, but like everything, everything all of them had to do. But specifically her again, like yeah. being in heels and wearing running, running <laughs> and wearing a business suit. Her outfit was not meant for this movie but that no. was part of it that but was yeah. part of the character That's so the only one thing where i was like come on girl couldn't have pulled out like some sneakers or something like <laughs> from somewhere but like but why would she randomly it it doesn't fit the character I and know. that's and that's the important part about it yeah. but you know it's a it's a thumbs up to bryce dallas howard because i can't even walk in heels i <laughs> fall down the second i take more than two steps i don't wear heels I would be concerned if you do. Thank you. Because I know you, and I would be greatly concerned. Um, yeah, it would. I feel like that would be like an invasion of the body snatchers moment. Of, who is this? If you an this. alien has taken over my body. Basically. Yeah. This is the first Jurassic movie to not include a scene during a torrential downpour. Oh, the what? A torrential downpour. Oh, rain. Of rain. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't notice that. Oh, I th- yeah. It's a sunny day the entire time. It's a bright sunny day. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they had the entire park open. They wouldn't have a, you know, you know, open a park on a bad weather day, I'm sure. But, yeah, that, I did not notice that, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good little fact there. I, uh, yeah, I consider, yeah. Yep. Um, so here's a little bit that goes in, um, more with like the sound mm-hmm. production of the movie, the roar of the Indominus Rex. Oh. Do you know anything about it? Well, no. Well, <laughs> as far as like how they create, I know they they went through. They didn't base it off like the T Rex or anything. Mm-hmm. They were mixing up a bunch of sounds. I feel I feel like or something, and they like I don't know. What was it that they were like? You know, as they were going through the sounds, they were choosing stuff and then they heard one on accident and were I like, don't know oh, about or that, something like that but is what I read they intentionally did not use sounds similar to the T-Rex because they wanted the roar of the Adominus Rex to irritate viewers to make them make us dislike the dinosaur more because technically the dinosaur is the villain bad guy yeah, yeah. Um, they used a mix-up of multiple animals including Walruses, whales, beluga whales, lions, pigs, dolphins, and fennec foxes. <laughs> Just and throw the whole zoo in one thing. Basically. <laughs> um, 
but they did it as and they they mixed them up to be um to make it as irritating for the viewers as possible yeah they did i mean compared to the t-rex which has always been even iconic roar which has been the iconic roar and in this movie is kind of one of the heroes of the dinosaurs yeah uh i you know they definitely i thought the indominus was really really cool um the roar didn't really, you know, bother me so much, but... It was probably unconscious. Yeah. It's it's not... I don't think they did it is one of those things to, like, oh, my gosh, this roar is so irritating. Mm-hmm. But it's it's it's, an, it's a subconscious of, of a subconscious thing. Because, mm-hmm. you know, we are extremely susceptible to things. Not for sure. Like, as humans. Like, I, it did... You know, it was a different roar now that I'm thinking about it, mm-hmm. really th- thinking back on it. And it was a really great word to throw in all those animals in one and eventually find the roar for the yeah. Indominus. And that's what they did for a lot of animals mm-hmm. is it would be it wouldn't be just one animal. It'd be a mix of them. Yeah, they like the whole Indominus in general was a phenomenal addition. Like, cause, you know, there's only so much kind of like how Bryce Howard said they want more teeth. They want more want scare, more everything. More everything. And so it's it's perfect to throw in as much mm-hmm. stuff into one thing, and and you get the Indominus. Yeah. Um. The motorcycle Owen has, it's a California license plate that expires in 2015. That expired in. Yeah, expired in 2015, which is when this movie came out. So, the uh, crew. Had, had up-to-date uh, licenses, license plates. So, <laughs> good job casting crew, keeping things legal. Like, we couldn't have a motorcycle in a movie be out of date. <laughs> well, considering they, I'm pretty sure they filmed part of it in California. True, yes, they also did. <laughs> keeping AI legal is important. Um, and then speaking of vehicles... I want to ask why Claire drives a white vehicle um, in at a, at a park like this. What, the color white? or Yeah. Like, she drives on dusty roads the entire time. It's just one of those things, kind of like the heels thing. Like, why would you, <laughs> for but me, like... Yeah, okay, but I understand the heels in the sense of she doesn't go anywhere where... It wouldn't be safe to mm-hmm. walk in heels, but literally the entire park is like dusty mm-hmm. and it's dinosaurs. Why would you drive a white car? It's kind of, I think it, it's it was like more the same of an. It's est- driving a black car. Yeah, I think it was more of an established, um, like, hey, I'm one of the higher ups. I can get a f- high fancy car. Like, I want to stand out. I don't know. That's what I would get from it. Like, that's the vibe that I got. I just don't know why it would be white. I do know her outfit being white was they did it to pay homage to John Hammond who wore all, all white. white. Yes, they still also still not practical. Mm-hmm. Don't understand why coloring, but uh, yeah, I mean, like even it's just one of those things like you just gotta ask the filmmakers and yeah. scriptwriters like why, <laughs> like why white? Why why did John Hammond wear white when again you're in a dinosaur park? Yeah. Why? Well, his made sense though. His was still in development, really. Like it, you know, the Which whole park is and a whole other reason not to wear white. There's dust and well, dirt and everything flying. Well, yeah, but I mean, everything was still being worked on. Nobody was really there besides the workers. Like now, Bryce, on the other hand, it's like okay, like this is this is a working park. Like you want to. I just know her laundry bill had to be insane. So um, both of them. Both. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that dry cleaning. So we could talk, let's talk about the kind of how they brought in, how they built up the, the whole, where everything was about to turn. Um, like you knew something was about to happen. Like, you know, the park wasn't going to always be working. Something was going to happen. And the well, way they built no up plot. to it. Well, yeah, that's why. There'd be no plot. That's what there'd I'm saying. Plot. Like, yeah. you know, they open it up, you know, the movie begins like, Hey, welcome to Jurassic world. And they show all the attractions and everything and they slowly creepily built up to what was going to eventually happen where the indominus would escape yeah like they eased their way into that and i thought that was a pretty cool um the way they did it like mm-hmm. you know they introduced to, to the park here's this here's that 
And, you know, you're all excited because everyone, you know, we've never seen a work in park. We're like, yeah, you know, all this stuff. And then they go to, per se, the back room. And, you know, they start talking about stuff that they're working on. And and obviously kind of like what you said at the beginning, that corporate greed. Like, what can we do to bring in more people? Um, having have all eyes in the world. corporations sponsor things. And Verizon presents Indominus Rex. Like, and so that line alone is the key point to show how much corporate greed is the downfall of this movie. And it, it very much was. And even, you know, when the Indominus eventually escapes, even, um, forget his name, the guy that uh, wanted to use the Raptors for oh, weaponizing, yeah, to actually weaponize them. He's a great actor. No, he, he did like phenomenal. Vincent, I, I dis I disliked something. him. Like character, I dislike. Character, yeah. Actor, I really like. Yeah, for sure. Same. Like, like it, it just made me mad. I'm like, dude, you can't. <laughs> yeah. You cannot weaponize dinosaurs. It's sidetrack. Nope. If I'm thinking of the correct actor, I'm pretty sure he plays Wilson Fisk in one of the Marvel TV shows. And has stated he's more than well, more than ready to play it in um, for Spider Man. Mm. I think it's the same actor. Is it? If I'm correct about the name, I don't know for sure. You keep talking while I fact check. Okay, that. but no, yeah. So I just really, you know, th the way they brought it out and and eventually they showed how much they put into the Indominus and which I can definitely get into here. I've made some notes and everything. Uh, you know, basically what we got when, uh, what was the owner's name? Jurassic world. I forget his name. Mr. Something that starts with an M, but I was correct. He plays Wilson Fisk in daredevil and has said he is more than ready to play Wilson Fisk for Spider-Man. Hmm. It's the same guy. But back to Jurassic. Yeah. No. Um, I keep, no, I forgot. <laughs> the owner. Who yeah, so um, owner of Jurassic World, you know, was talking with Bryce and mm -hmm. saying, like, what's the dinosaur? And so all she said was the base is a T-Rex. and with The rest some is classified. Classified. And eventually, you know, as the movie progresses, mm -hmm. which I thought was cool, and I'm sure some people picked it up as they're, um, you know, escaping Jurassic World and, you know, how the raptors got loose, they show what the Indominus uh, was made of. They, they're in a, a lab. Yeah. And they show a chameleon. They, they show a, what was it, a cuttlefish, mm -hmm. well, and they, a frog. And, and a tree frog. And as the movie progresses... You know, it's not even just on that screen, but you find out more and more the genetic makeup because they talk about they use the cuttlefish for um, like temperature regulation, Ca camouflage, alteration well, they, of the skin. They used it for temperature regulation. But one of the other things that the cuttlefish does that they didn't anticipate the dinosaur having was the um, camouflage, camouflage, you know, and and that's what set it off. Well, right. That's what got it out. Was like yeah. And it was very, I mean, showed how smart the dinosaur was. Obviously, it had some Velociraptor in there as well. Oh, yeah. Because we saw during the scene where the raptors were... He straight up, like, Owen, Owen straight up realizes it was raptors. And, like, as soon as they started communicating, the dinosaur yeah. <laughs> was like, hey, yo, I'm Which not your enemy. Which I have a whole thing about that, but I want to... Yeah, go ahead. I want to wait on that. Yeah. Part. We're going to keep... Continue, continue. Keep talking. Um... I have like I have a whole thing about the whole like that scene. Mm -hmm. I have a, I have a, it's a I learned a lot about animal animal behaviors mm -hmm. that they threw in. Um, one of the things I picked up on was Owen uses a clicker to train the raptors, mm -hmm. which is um, a very common training technique used, especially with dogs. Um, which is if you notice when I'm around dogs, I snap. Yeah. Because I don't have a clicker. So I snap instead to get that same noise. Um, but it's also common with training most animals. Um, and so he uses a clicker to always get their attention and everything. Before we get into those animal behaviors, yeah, 
let's talk Jurassic Park parallels. <sighs> well, first, let's go through. I, li- I made a list of locations. So, oh my gosh, there's so much of them. Like, not so much locations, but things from, from Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. You have the when... Um, The kids, because I can't remember their names, when the kids find the original Jurassic Park lobby, you see the when dinosaurs ruled the earth. When the, yeah. Um, or the yeah. Bones from the T Rex skeleton that they had in there, mm-hmm. and also because that was the final battle between the T Rex and the Raptors in, in Jurassic Park, you see their bones little littered everywhere. Yeah. You see the painting of the raptor. That was along the, the wall. Old school, yeah. That the Raptors had hidden behind mm-hmm. in the first one. Um, in the garage, they have the same night vision goggles. Oh, that and then also the two Jeeps, which were very much so. Um, well, even uh, the... Or go on. I was going to say, the two Jeeps they have are Jeeps number 29 and number 18, which are the two Jeeps that everyone came in on. And like one of the other cool... Uh, relations to Jurassic Park was the holograms that you see. Yeah. Um, like, like the Velocir- like Velociraptor, all the all the um, holograms that were in the mm-hmm. welcome building were all scenes from Jurassic Park. Were they? Yeah, all I of did them. Not catch yeah. That part. So like it was the older raptors, um, the I believe it was the the Brachiosaurus, the Dilophosaurus, huh. um, the all those holograms that pop up were all from uh, scenes from the previous movies, which I thought was cool. And it catches it at a quick glance. They also, to honor um, Hammond, they had a statue there for him. He I was saw the, that one. He was I that saw statue. Th- I saw the statue of Hammond. The two that I picked up on was Mr. DNA. And Mr. DNA as well. And then the statue of Hammond. Mm-hmm. Um, here's plots parallels. Owen hiding under the car. Oh, yeah. Which is everyone... Them hiding under the jeeps when the T Rex first attacked. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach and Gray, that's the, that's their names. They're upside down in the gyrosphere, um, just like um, Tim and Lex were upside down in the jeep when the T Rex attacked. Jeep, it, yeah. Uh, both movies have kids um, that's families are going through divorces. T- right. <laughs> um, which is the whole reason why Tim and Lex had came out. Because their parents were going through a divorce, and that's why Hammond brought them out to kind of mm. get them away as a distraction. And you can, and in the f- beginning of the movie, they talk about um, Gray asks Zach why, um, or doesn't ask, but tells them that like mom and dad are getting divorced. Divorce. <laughs> he looked it up and saw that they were divorce lawyers and all this. Mm-hmm. Um, the moment that Claire and Owen are at the waterfall. Um, and Claire rolls up her sleeves and everything and says, uh, like, I'm ready, let's go, is a callback to when Sattler did the same thing. Which she rolled her sleeve. I, I don't remember when exactly, mm-hmm. but I know, like, I think it was when... It's in Lost World. Was it in Lost World? I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to think of the scene, though. Or was it in... Um, the first one when when they were trying to get to the control room to turn power back on. No, I don't think so. I want to say it was... I want to say it's Lost World where they're trying to get to the... Uh, wait, maybe I have my movies mixed up. First it may be the first one. Maybe, yeah. Because yeah. it was the whole... First of all, I love Dr. Sadler. I love that Michael Ellie. Um Creighton or Crichton. I don't really know how to pronounce yeah. his last name. But he always writes it a strong female lead. Which I'll get into when when, mm-hmm. when I talk about the other Jurassic movies. But um anyways, so another parallel is the two stampede scenes oh, yeah. are filmed were filmed only two hundred yards apart. And 22 years. But um, the stampede scene when Grant and the kids are running and then the scene in this movie, the stampede scene in this movie 
are um, 200 yards apart, which is insane. Um, the younger of the two kids is the dino expert. That's the, yep. Which is one. And the other then one was the nerd-ish, well, tech, or whatever you want to call him. Good with computers. Zach never... Well, he didn't really touch, but he like... Just, he was just on his phone there. like a normal teenager. Yeah. Um, we talked about the red flare and the T-Rex. That was one of my favorites. And then the last one is Owen, Claire, and Zach and Gray have a stare-off with the raptors surrounding them. Exactly like... In the third? Um, no, in the first one. When Grant, Settler, and Tim and Lex are in the lobby. Although oh, the yeah. difference is... These were trained. The difference is these raptors were not about to attack Owen and everyone. The ones in the first one were, were. going to attack. It's the only difference, but otherwise it was the same setup and stare off. So, those are my mm-hmm. parallels. No, that's a lot of good. That's a lot of good ones. And there's just, so many. I mean, there's so much, like, you know, homage to, to the previous ones, like. Like, hey, we don't forget our roots. This is that. Here, we have this. And really, the flare scene is probably my favorite homage one. Oh. Just because. 100%. Also, we forgot the whole, um, when Claire is driving off and the raptors are chasing her and she looks in the rearview mirror and the raptor's coming up, is a yeah. parallel to in the Jeep and they look in the, the T-Rex. T-Rex. Is yeah, I, was, I yeah. totally forgot about that one. Oh, yeah. That's another really cool one. Oh, man. Even though it's a different dinosaur, it's still... Same little nostalgia of... Uh, yeah. Hey, remember this? Yes. Um, okay, are you ready to get into this animal behavior? Do it. It's literally... Like, I'll show you. It's an entire page of this document. is purely for this scene and explaining um, animal behavior with the raptors. I think it's so cool. So we're going to start with, um, you know, when they're uh, setting up the raptors to go hunt the Indominus Rex. Yeah. You know, and, and Hoskins, that's his name. Uh, there, yeah. Hoskins, when he convinced everyone that this is what we need to do, we need to send the military out with these raptors. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is like one of those moments where it's the animatronic heads. And Hoskins is talking and they ask, you know, what are they looking at? And the one guy replies, normally when they're looking at something, it's what they want to eat. Yeah. And then he's, and then, and they're looking straight at Hoskins, which is great. But uh, remember that. So when, so remember that, you know, they say what they're staring at is what they want to eat. So the way they filmed that when Owen, when they find, when, when they get to the Indominus Rex, also, that scene where he's driving in the woods on his motorcycle with the raptors is like mm-hmm. the coolest scene. It is really filmed. cool. It's amazing. It's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It just it looks. He's such a boss. Looks so cool. And like, it's a great. A, it's a great scene filmed. That's a big boss scene right there. Oh, it's amazing. Um, to show him truly in the pack, because mm-hmm. that's that's really when you see that he's the alpha of this pack. Um, but so with that, when they finally get to mm-hmm. the Indominus Rex. And they realize that she is chirping and clicking and talking like a raptor. Mm-hmm. And Owen realizes that. And all of a sudden, um, you know, they're talking and then the raptors look directly at him. Mm-hmm. They do that, you know, with that callback of, oh, they look at who they want to eat. And Owen realizes she's a raptor. It looks like it would be complete, it looks like it would be complete betrayal that the raptors that quickly changed to a new alpha but apparently from uh it's it's more complex mm-hmm. what happened what's happening is um there's a newcomer showing up and is trying to establish themselves as the new alpha so the reason the raptors are looking to owen is because they're looking back because that's their alpha mm-hmm. and they're wanting to they're wanting like what should we do? You're mm-hmm. our alpha. We're going to listen to you. So that's why they're looking at him mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, this this dinosaur just became our new alpha, yeah. so now that's our new target. Yeah. This, alpha's, this dinosaur's trying to become the alpha, so they're mm-hmm. looking to their alpha of what do we do? We do. 
Um, but because he is so shocked and like he just kind of stands there, um, the soldiers open fire before he can respond and before he can give the raptors guidance, mm-hmm. which causes the raptors to rebel to side with the Indominus Rex because the Indominus Rex is not hurting them, whereas the soldiers that are surrounding Owen are hurting them. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why later on you can tell why they kind of they not quickly but they come back to Owen mm-hmm. is because. Uh, it shows, and the reason so the reason they so quickly turn to the Indominus mm-hmm. Rex as their alpha is because earlier you know you see Owen never uses violent means with them mm-hmm. when training them when interacting with them. So to see all the soldiers surrounding him, opening fire and hurting them is going to be a huge betrayal to the Raptors. To the Raptors, um, he. It also says he didn't shoot at them during the fight or any of the following scenes. He just distracts and lures them away from the other people, which is why they kind of quickly turn back to Owen because they realize he's still trying to protect them. Yeah. Um, well, he did the little, um, he revved the motorcycle, and that was a kind of like a signal for them to like, hey, it's yeah. like one of the drills well, they used to that's run. How, well, and that's how he would talk to them because like, mm-hmm. it almost, it's, it would sound like they're a, a chirps click and or, clicks and yeah. whatever. Um, it sounded closer to their mm. language. But um, Owen ends up standing his ground against the Indominus Rex and removes Blue Harness. So because they imprinted on him, they end up going back to... Um, they turn back to Owen mm-hmm. because they realize, he's you've never hurt us, and you're still our alpha. But in that moment, it was a shock and betrayal. Um and the re- another reason they so quickly turned was um, after siding with the Indominus mm-hmm. Rex, you realize um, the pack was very quickly abandoned by her as soon as they all shoot at her. And as soon as the Indominus Rex is injured, she leaves the pack behind to defend against defend for themselves, mm-hmm. which is... Um, they kind of notice, like, hey... Yeah. Which is and it, and and in this note it says as intelligent pack sorry as intelligent pack hunters they know that siding with the reliable lo- loyal leader is better for the pack than the one who abandons them for their her own convenience. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Indominus Rex had proved herself unworthy to the pack, which is why they so quickly turned back turned. to Owen. And another another sign of this is that they never truly follow the Indominus Rex. Was the Raptors attack all the special ops guys but never go after Owen? Mm-mm. And they only, um, they only attack the special op guys after they open fire. Um, so it's in defense. And they're just reacting to the attack instead mm-hmm. of fully committing to the Indominus Rex as their alpha. Um, it was more of a, like, hey, let me survive for a yeah, second. Yeah, it's defense, and they're very mm-hmm. confused. And they're very nature as well. Because um, they seem confused, especially, like, because it happened so quick when they opened fired. And so... They took out the, yeah, you know, the which is ones why, that were shooting at them. Which is also why when Barry, the other guy, mm-hmm. is stuck in the um, in the log in the log, and Blue's trying to attack him, she stops as soon as he yells her Blue. name because yeah. she recognizes him as part of her and Owen's pack, mm-hmm. and not one of the special ops. And so that's, that's why he didn't even shoot as well. That's why she he didn't shoot, but that's also why he she stopped is because she recognized that she was, part and of that showed pack. like their. Yeah. Just how intelligent they were. Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, hey, it's me, you know, snap out of it, you know, because I'm sure the Raptors were in, I guess you could say, rage mode or defensive mode, yeah. you know, to where they were just going. Like, anybody that looked like an enemy or just even had a gun or anything, they would attack. And that's why, yeah. you know, he didn't even open fire, even if he just put his gun down. He put the gun down, it was like, because he knew how smart they were and he knew mm-hmm. that Blue would come around. Yeah. So that's. She would come around. Actually. In a nutshell, kind of confusing, mm-hmm. but the the animal behavior. No, I mean yeah, the pack behavior of, and I think it's really clever, like because you see all of that hidden in it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you you see what the film wanted you to see, because yeah. you instantly think to that callback of oh they look at who they want to eat, the raptors turn around, 
but then you also notice they never attack the people they considered their pack. The people that helped, you yeah. know, raise them, fed them, and yeah, that they imprinted on. So. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. You know, mm-hmm. they got to see just just how truly smart those dinosaurs were. I mean, they're yeah. way smarter than probably what they showed, but they showed a lot. Mm-hmm. And they're very I, intelligent. And so, that's why, you know, which would be a talk for another mo- for the Fallen Kingdom. Oh, there's so much more. There's to dive so much into. more into Fallen Kingdom because blue is such an important such an piece. important role, and so. That's why I cannot wait to talk about Jurassic World too. I have so, uh, I have so much about it. I've I'm ready for that I one with Indo and Blue and all the. There's ooh. so much to discuss about the Indoraptor, and I am very excited. Um, the last thing I want to talk about, yeah, because we're about at we're almost out of time. Yeah, is I love the moment at the end when they're facing off. You know, they're they're on that main street of mm-hmm. the park, and the Indoraptor. Is about to attack them. Indoraptor? Nope. Indominus? Indominus Rex. <laughs> uh, and the Indominus Rex is about to attack them. You know what happens in both movies? Let's be honest. Um, Blue comes to save the day. D- but Blue came in clutch. Yeah. So in this moment, you know, it's Owen is standing up, is about to die to try to protect mm-hmm. Claire and the boys to the Indominus Rex. And all of a sudden you hear the chirping and... I love it's it's like that half slow mo half slow of like blue running and it's like that's such a hero heroic. moment and they give it to blue compared to in the last in the Jurassic movies mm-hmm. the raptors were the enemies and they were, this one there yeah that was a good finish to just show how I yeah. feel like blue was probably not watching from afar or something but saw enough to where oh and the alpha you know kind of it goes back to yeah, that what you were saying the well, dominance left realized, yeah that she is not a worthy alpha because she left them and betrayed them mm-hmm. and so then owen was standing there ready to stand his ground yeah. stand his ground and so blue recognized that it's like okay this is our alpha this is who i can stand yeah. up this is who i can fight for but that's also why the raptors didn't afterwards mm-hmm. when all when at first all the rap like the surviving three raptors had mm-hmm. jumped on the Indominus Rex, it's why they didn't really attack any of, the, of Claire or the boys, is mm-hmm. because they started to realize Owen's protecting them. Mm-hmm. They must be part pack. They must be pack, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that moment where Blue comes running in is that was just so great. good. And then eventually, when the T Rex, you know, Molly Wop the Indominus Rex, and they need more teeth. They need more teeth, like they do. And it was, and I. Honestly, I didn't see it coming the first time mm-hmm. when. But know, that's another parallel. From. No, it's not. Never mind. No, but yeah, like I thought it was so iconic because, like, in the first, so kind of going back to Jurassic Park three a little bit, you know, uh-huh. they had they had Wait, the Spinosaurus, yeah. um, and it hurt me when, like, you know, the Spinosaurus took down the T Rex. I was like, that's not even fair. Like, you know. The, the fight scene was somewhat similar. Um, mm-hmm. You know, T-Rex bit down on the neck, and and usually the bite force of a T-Rex, that should have killed the Spinosaurus right then and there. But obviously, whatever. It's a movie. You can't have, you know, whatever. But, um, and so same thing. The T-Rex's jaws are so powerful. Like, what I loved about it, and they, dem- and I'm just a geek on that kind of stuff, but when they, you know, the T-Rex bit down on the Indominus Rex and literally dragged its entire body and almost basically flipped it yeah and through the indominus rex it was like hey i'm ready to keep going like it was enough blue came in at the right time just enough for the t-rex to you know get back up and do its thing and you know obviously the indominus kind of backing up and then good old mosi or mosasaurus just jumping out and when they said more teeth, they really meant more teeth, not just... That's the part I wasn't expecting. You know, not just T-Rex teeth, but Mosasaurus. Yeah. And so the Mosasaurus got the meal it's been wanting. Because it has it missed all the rest of its feedings. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is a parallel to the first Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. When the T-Rex comes in at the last minute and fights the raptors. Mm-hmm. To, and so then Grant, yeah. Settler, and the two kids can get away. Yeah. That's another parallel. 
Yeah, and they kind of like, you know, to kind of close it out really was a, they kind of look at each other. The T-Rex looks at the raptors like. They like nod. A they little, nod, yeah. you know, they understood what that, happened. That moment and, of understanding. You know, that animal communication and it was like, okay. And they went on their way and it was kind of a good well, cause walk neither, off. Well, in the sense of like Blue and Rexy, like, you they know. Ne- they never met. They never met. Then. But also they were never threatening of each other. They both recognized that this dinosaur came in and disrupted their entire life and ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And this is the dinosaur that needs dealt with. Like, and then they recognize that they're not, a th- like, Rexy and Blue aren't not a threat to each other. Mm-hmm. That was kind of like that understanding that passed mm-hmm. as they go to live on their lives. Yeah, I mean, and like, you know, I mean, the Dominus did a lot. It was, you know, killing for sport. Mm-hmm. It was recognizing it, where it, it stood in the, in the food, food chain, chain and, and it tried to establish itself as the, at the very top yeah. i mean like that's a whole another side to animal mm-hmm. behavior is the whole you the grown captiv- she, captivity n- not even captivity isolation or actually because yeah. you look at the raptors they grew up in captivity mm-hmm. but they are well at least blue because blue's the last one mm-hmm. standing but you know they're fine mm-hmm. in the sense of dinosaurs compared to the Indominus Rex or e- or even, you know, the T-Rex compared to mm-hmm. Indominus Rex. Like they had interactions. They had interactions. They grew up socially. Mm-hmm. Whereas the, that and that was the other I think that was the biggest issue with the Indominus Rex is she grew up in isolation and that's why there were so many issues. Aside from just a genetically modified, modified dinosaur. hybrid dinosaur that went on a killing spree basically. Because, you know, to quote Owen, the only positive relationship she had was with the crane Cr- fetter. Yeah. And, I mean, they made the, you know, it baffles me that they made this dinosaur. And when it got loose, they tried to, um, you know, they got on the helicopter and tried to shoot it, mm-hmm. you know, with the minigun. But even then, the minigun would not penetrate the dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And if you watch, um, when, the, when they're in the helicopter, the Indominus Rex breaks into the little, to the, like, Pterodactyl aviary or whatever. Um, once she breaks in and makes the space for them to fly out, she never intentionally tries to like bite any of them. She snaps her jaws to urge them out and towards the crowds, mm-hmm. which is another le- like level of her intelligence. I do got one um, one little fun fact here, and it was during the. Uh, let me see. So, th- you know, during the whole scene when everything was, you know, the pterodactyls were out and ravaging the park, uh, <laughs> Jimmy Buffett has a brief, brief cameo. <laughs> yes. And he was carrying two margaritas. And it happened so fast. Yeah. And I was like, wait. Well, it's because there was a Jimmy Buffett Margaritaville mm-hmm. stand. And you also see that flyer in Jurassic World 2 mm-hmm. when they come back to the park you see it like ripped and tattered and on the ground yeah. but it, it's, it shows Jimmy Buffett Margarita mm-hmm. so. and I thought that was like pretty cool I was like this guy is uh, one and two literally like all the dinosaurs are running loose and this guy wants some margaritas man yeah hey he knows what's important to him yeah, no, I mean, if I had to add anything else, I mean, I love the I love the original dinosaurs that were there, like the Brachiosaurus um, and kind of the whole scene uh, or the field um, where the first T- or the T-Rex's uh, stampede, per se, was there. Um, it was the small things, and I really did like um, they, br- they brought in more dinosaurs or... Um, I wish we could have, I mean, we saw the aviary in the Jurassic Park 3, but would have liked to see a little more on that, you know, because mm-hmm. it was just kind of like, hey, we got all the herbivores and carnivores. and More of an the, acknowledgement. At least, you know, a little more, maybe a pastor or something like, hey, this is our, you know, we only saw that when the Indominus broke in. But, you know, I did like that they made the Indominus too smart, you know, because it, it was literally manipulating all the dinosaurs it came in contact with and when it started literally, like you said, tearing them to, hey, go. Mm -hmm. Like, it knew what it was doing when it was running away. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, so it showed its intelligence and manipulation from the moment it tore out its, its UPS tracker. tracker and then put scratches on the wall by the door to trick them into mm-hmm. thinking it left. So that's what I liked. And that's why I, I liked how it ended and everything because obviously you can't have a dinosaur like that, unfortunately. No. It was... There's no way. You know... It would be extinction for humans and, and so every other wildlife. And so eventually they, you know, dinosaurs had to take it down. And so I thought that was a pretty cool. It's the circle of life. As, as you know, it makes me think back to Jeff uh, Goldblum, good old Jeff. Just even back in the life found a way. Like mm-hmm. this was this was the Indominus. It will find a way, and it found a way, and it tipped the balance on life as far as you know everything on that island, mm-hmm. and try to bring it down but obviously yeah eventually it died awesome well thanks for coming on hey thanks for having me and i'll be looking forward to the next yeah can't wait to talk jurassic park jurassic world 2 fallen kingdom here we go that's it for this week guys thanks for listening and if you have any movie facts or questions you want to add send us an email at moviesandmochas20 at gmail.com or if you have any movie suggestions you want to add to our list let us know what you want us to talk about you can also find us on instagram facebook and twitter just look for the movies and mochas podcast have a great day guys